Welcome to Decaf, a weekly podcast by the Beacon Center of Tennessee. Taylor and Mark here on yet another gloomy day in Nashville. I'm just not convinced it's ever going to stop raining. No, it's terrible outside. I just want to stay inside and snuggle my blanket all day. Yeah, and I don't know why we can't do that. Mark, you're the boss. If you want to make the rules, then I'll be <laughs> I'm down. I'm not the overall boss. I'm just the boss of you. That's not a, quite the same thing. Well, if you want to make the rules and say that I can stay in my bed all day long, then I will not complain about that. We're lobbying Justin for it. That's our next thing. Yes, Justin, if you're listening, get ready because Monday morning we're coming in hot and we're going to lobby for it. Anytime it rains, we don't have to come into the office. Coming in hot with blankets. Yes, coming out with blankets. I'm going to wear sweatpants, fuzzy socks, all the different things. Wait, we need to get a pro sweatpants rule in here. I think we all agree that would make the office much better. I am highly pro sweatpants in every um, area of my life. And so, yes, if we can wear sweatpants to work and slippers. Not when I wear them out, though. If I wear them out, you're okay. like, oh, I can't believe you're wearing sweatpants. Guys, a few years ago, Mark and I went to this conference in New York, and it was before we worked together. And we're like, in New York, and it's so fun. It's like winter, and there's ice skating and all this stuff. And I go to Mark's hotel to pick him up for dinner, and the man comes out. Okay, first of all, I dress really cute. Wow. And I was, shut up. And I was dressed really cute. Mark comes out, and the dude is legit wearing sweatpants, bl- like blue sweatpants, blue shoes, a red pullover, and a hat. Very blue shoes. Okay, it was <laughs> your worst look to date. And it was a jazz hat, so it wasn't that bad. No, it was literally <laughs> offensive. It was so bad. Well, I liked, but you did not love my sweatpants. <laughs> I did not love your sweatpants. There's a lot of articles of clothing that you have that I do not love. Um, I'm going to work on that, but I guess now that we're doing this non-video, I don't really have any reason to make you dress differently. You don't? Yeah, you sound like a very big liberal. You're like, oh, I'm pro sweatpants unless he does it that's it sounds like you're very inconsistent on the sweatpants point okay listen this is not about public policy this is about how you dress and i completely disagree with it just in general um anyways i guess we should probably get started on like serious topics so that i can roast you on those as well um okay so topic number one we're going to talk about jesse smollett today because this is a story that has really taken over um the social media world. So let me explain what happened. This empire actor, his name is Jesse Smollett. Smollett, I think. Smollett, whatever. <laughs> a few years ago, or I guess a year ago, it was about just, just right at a year ago, he, um, was attacked and it was like a really sad, really brutal attack where people were saying, this is Trump country. They like put a rope around his neck. They were saying homophobic slurs and racial slurs and all this stuff. And, and it was really sad and everyone was really sad about it. And he went on the news and he was saying, he was recounting the story and and then he started crying and he said, I really hope they find these people. Well, as it turns they out, they did. They found the people. They found the people. <laughs> and it was him the whole time. He staged this hoax, I guess. I mean, do you think, do you think it was to make his career take off? Yeah. I mean, that's what everyone's saying. Like, I mean, he's kind of a low end person on Empire. His sister was a lot more famous than he was. And I feel like that was his, if he felt like the victim of this horrible hate crime, the people would hire him for jobs. I'm guessing that's it. Well, either way, it was just pretty disgusting to see that he would do this just for the notoriety that it would get. I mean, I don't understand it. I would never do something like that. And it kind of makes you wonder what kind of sicko would go to those lengths. It's horrible. And the thing is that the, I guess the district attorney or attorney general dropped it and said, you know what, we, we don't need to worry about this anymore. Um, but now they just got a new, I guess, prosecutor of some type that said, you know what, like you're going to be indicted for this. This is a problem. You wasted so much taxpayer money. You lied to authorities. I mean, there's yeah. so much wrong with that. And we talk about the criminal justice system kind of having winners and losers and a lot of times poor people and, and my 
minorities are, are disproportionately hurt here. Here's an example where a rich person with connections um, got the benefit of the doubt where somebody, if me or you did this, we would not get it. So I think it's important to realize like there is still injustices in the criminal justice system, and this would be one of them with somebody with money as opposed to somebody without it. But I'm honestly so glad that they are going to hold him accountable for this because that is taxpayer money wasted. That's time that – authority spent on his quote i'm air quoting case because he he staged this whole thing like it was ridiculous he's i mean i you know i don't know the guy maybe he's nice i don't know but everything i've seen he seems like some kind of sicko that's only concentrated on getting his own career to take off and will go to whatever lengths necessary to do it and i think that's disgusting and what kind of precedent does it set it's like okay you can lie to police you can lie to authorities in order to to like move your career and then don't get punished for it. So I do think that most people, regardless of what side you are politically, think that this is justice because justice for juicy. That's what uh, Dave Chappelle calls That's him. That's like juicy. a thing. Yeah, oh well, my God. yeah, Dave Chappelle calls him juicy, which is very funny. But That's like, actually really funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, like this is a problem, and I think that you understand why people feel like they're it's not fair and people who are not as famous or rich as him don't have the same opportunity to get out of this so it's really good to see that justice will hopefully be served yeah i totally agree and with now that. he's in money left either so hopefully he's got to pay all of it back and hopefully he goes bankrupt and can see what it's like to be a, a peasant like us one can only hope that that one can only hope that that is the case. One can um, only help that too. Help, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying right now. You I'm never like do. trying to navigate this new system that we've got, and I'm like, what am I doing? Um, anyway, so moving on to topic number two, let's let's get started on let's talk about ESAs. So last year, um, ESAs were a big topic in the state legislature. We um, Beacon worked on that law really heavily beacon impact really put a lot of resources behind making sure that the education savings account if you're not familiar with esa it's called an education savings account so think about a lot of companies have hsas health savings accounts um this is really similar to that but it it applies to your children's education. So you, um, if you opt in, if you qualify for an ESA, which um, you have to qualify by living in David Center, Shelby County, and you have to fit within a certain income level, then you can apply for an education savings account for your kid to go to a private school or to, um, there's, there's a lot of different things that it can be used for, but a lot of it, a lot of parents want to use it for private school tuition. Well, the mayor of Nashville came out this week and said that he was planning on um, pursuing stopping the program through legal action. Um, Mark, you always have a lot of issues about Nashville elected officials. Tell me what what are your what were your initial thoughts when you saw this be filed? Well, first of all, I mean this was a, a it was passed by the state legislature. I mean the, the city of Nashville and I guess Memphis, there's all they're also a lawsuit. Like they are going to get the same amount of money. They're not going to lose money from this. It's just one of these issues where and we we've said good things about Mayor Cooper uh, because of his corporate welfare stance. We give him plenty of credit when where credit is due. Yeah. I mean we don't have anything against him. And this is a problem. I mean you. you can't can't sue for this type of thing. It was passed on the state level. And I mean, you can sue. I just don't think you're going to win. But when we look at it, we have to say, you know what? Why not give this program a try? It's again, people siding with the unions or with the adults over these kids and what kind of education they're going to get. And let's, this is kind of a pilot program. That's why they only did it in two counties. I mean, I think we would all like to see it across the state, but let's see if it works because Nashville has these horrible failing schools in a lot of instances. And the idea that Mayor Cooper is more worried about this lawsuit that could potentially get kids out of these schools rather than making the schools better, I think is problematic. Well, yeah, and you know, I say it a lot when I go around speaking places. There, there is no silver bullet to deal with education. Okay, we have problematic schools. We need to deal with that in its own right. However, 
anything that can help. I, and and I'll, I'll say this too. I'll add this in. It's not a one size fits all fix. We, it's going to have to be this holistic fix to the education programs in different cities and counties throughout Tennessee. But until we get to the point where these the schools are fixed and there are better opportunities for children in the public schools. This is a great option for families to be able to take advantage of a program like this and have some choice. I always say, this is my line and you can steal it if you want to, but um, education savings accounts and school choice give parents a choice and give children a chance. And I feel very strongly about that. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to steal your line. Um, but well, I'm giving you permission to. I mean, it's pretty legit. Nobody wants it, but if you Shut want it, there's permission. But no, I, I do think worst. I do think that it's a, it, it's important that we really focus on the kids. And three, four, five years down the line, um, these kids are the ones who are left behind, who don't have jobs, who couldn't get to high school, didn't get to college. So, like, there's no time like the president. Every year or two years, we wait for that. That's more kids being left behind, and that's not fair. Agreed. Uh, we actually are agreeing on things today, if you can well, I think believe policy it. Policy, we, we usually yeah, agree on. <laughs> I guess so. You could, you could say that. Um, okay, so the next thing I want to talk about today is um, the Trump administration has come out with a new. I don't know if you'd call it like a new a new plan, but budget, a budget proposal to deal with Medicare and Medicaid. And I'm going to let Mark give some details on it. I wrote down some details too, but I'm going to give you the media buzzwords, and then I'm going to let Mark say why the media is being disingenuous. Um, so what the media is saying is that Trump is going to cut benefits. He's cutting Medicare. He's cutting Medicaid. He's cutting Social Security. And I actually saw, I was reading an article about it on ABC News, and the ABC News reporter said, and this made me so mad, because this is a reporter, it says whether, uh, it, he made a promise, and he said, I'm not going to cut Medicare, and I'm not going to cut Medicaid, and I'm not going to cut Social Security. And now they're saying he is, and the reporter said, whether or not they broke the this promise depends on how you look at it. Well, the fact of the matter is that he did not break the promise, and I said that I would let Mark tell you why the media reports are disingenuous. So, Mark, dive in. And look, like, we're not taking a position on this. I think it's important. I mean, it's a federal budget. We don't take a position, but we we want honesty from the media when they report. That's on this. the problem. And they keep everyone keeps talking about how it's he's cutting all these programs. Uh, I mean, the Tennessee Holler is really on top of it, um, mm-hmm. not not in a good way. And then you see these things, but like, look, he's not cutting the actual programs. Right. There's this like kind of projected budget increase, and he's cutting that but he's not cutting anything we're spending more money on it in this in this proposed budget than we are now so he's actually increasing it and it's just the the media and the washington elite that they kind of try to frame this saying that they're cutting programs when in actuality he's just not not, he's just not raising it as much as you would like that's not the same thing and regardless of where you stand on this i think we need honesty and transparency in budgeting and that's why this is important yeah also um one thing that i will say about this too is so it, it's a plan for over the next 10 years. Um, what's going to happen is eight, it's the program is going to spend $846 billion less over the next 10 years than they would if they remained on the course that they are now. That's what his plan says. Obama did the same thing too. I will say it wasn't as large of a, of a cut down over 10 years, but it was about 400 billion and they didn't call it a cut in Medicare and Medicaid. So, you know, you can, you can use the double standard card, whatever. All I'm saying is it's really disingenuous if you read headlines that say that Trump is going to cut benefits. All it has to do 
is with the future trajectory of spending in these programs to help put America back on a more stable footing. Is this going to be a silver bullet? Again, no, of course not. But it is very disingenuous to say that um, he's cutting programs when really, A, this is just a budget proposal. It's not actually doing anything concrete right now. And B, um, it... It's not It's not what it looks like it is. Let's just be honest with each other, and people are going to have different views of this and what they think of it. But, like, let's just be honest about what it actually is, and then we can discuss from there. Yeah, honesty on the forefront is the most important thing, I think. Um, I agree with that, too. Always holler the truth should start kind of following their own, yeah. uh, their own motto if there. You're, if okay. you're going to holler the truth, like, let's actually holler the truth. <laughs> um, and so then the last thing I want to talk about today is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Mm. I am wearing my red shirt today. I actually know that a lot of people... People hate Valentine's Day. They say it's some Hallmark, corporate, blah, blah, blah. I love Valentine's Day. I'm so annoyed by those people. It's like those people are generally like, oh, man, I'm sorry that you're single. But like any – like stop complaining about this stupid – like it's a fine holiday. It's a very normal holiday. It's, I love it. Of course, every holiday is a Hallmark holiday. I mean, talk about Christmas, East, everything where you buy stuff is a Hallmark holiday. So yes. stop complaining. If you don't want to celebrate, but like stop taking away from other people's happiness. I absolutely love Valentine's Day. It is one of my favorite days of the year. I still buy those little cheesy Valentines from CVS and I give them to my friends. I was actually looking for Justin Bieber Valentine's the other day. I am going to make some little heart-shaped um, Pop-Tarts. Remember those, uh, the, what are they, like chalk? <laughs> like the, the heart-shaped yes. chalk that tasted disgusting but we always like it because we like to look to the message on it yes but remember when sweet or sweet tarts started doing their own hearts with the messages on no, them? that sounds way better though sweet tarts <laughs> are legit and they started doing their own little hearts with the messages on them and that's when things got really good um also <laughs> that's when things got really good in life that's when it's things when, got really good in life was when sweet tarts <laughs> stepped in um also i love actually there's a bar right across the street from our office and they're doing a valentine's pop-up a love sucks pop-up which amen and they <laughs> they have in insulting candy hearts that say things like no thanks and I'll pass and like never going to happen and things like that. And I think that's really funny too. It, it is funny. And like that, that's you hate Valentine's Day to partake in that. And like, but yes. I mean, even I, I think the issue is that like, whether you're with somebody or not, it's not really important. I remember like some of my best Valentine's day were me and my friend, Nicole. Yeah. And, like just my friend in college. We used to go to like Applebee's and like these, oh my like, gosh, I, you I, would. I mean, that's, that was a, a nice meal at that time when you have like $14 in your bank account. Oh um, my God. But like, just enjoy it. You don't need to focus on the fact that you're not with somebody or that it's a Hallmark holiday. Just have a good time and stop like taking away from other people's happiness. I started a few years ago being like, mom, gosh, I hate Valentine's because I've always loved Valentine's and I got like really ugly hearted about it. And I was like, I hate Valentine's. It makes me feel like I'm in a lonely hearts club party of one. And ever since then, she mails me. She actually got it in the mail today. A little card. This one had peanuts on it. It had like Charlie Brown and Snoopy on it and a check to take myself out to dinner on Valentine's Day. And that's just really sweet. So my mom is on Valentine. Happy Valentine's Day, Carol. Um, and she's the best Valentine I've ever had. So there. That's great. Great job. Carol. <laughs> the one thing to remember is like it's fun. I've always liked Valentine's Day, but I've always celebrated and all those things, but it will never be as cool as it was in like fifth grade. Oh, you got my the Valentine's. Gosh. You hope that your crush would give you one. Like, and like you would see who gave you the best candy yes. and like what they wrote on the Valentine's. That was always such a fun time. I wish we did that as adults, gave just our friends and coworkers Valentine's. I know. I remember in fifth grade, and I'm not going to say his name because I have no idea if he listens say to this or not. I'm not going to say his I name. I would bet money. But he if you're listening, you know who you are. He made a Valentine for me <laughs> in. 
in the fifth grade and he was like the new kid. And so everyone was wondering, and I'm not going to stop with the buzzer because I got to tell the story. He was like the new kid in fifth grade and we were all making special Valentines in art class and everyone was wondering who he, I almost said his name just then, who he was going to give his Valentine to. And at the end of the day, I was sitting at my desk and he walked over and he put it on my desk and said, happy Valentine's Day. And he left and we never talked about it again. <laughs> so he had very bad taste. <laughs> Shut up, Mark. I was so cute in the fifth grade. Um, well, I, it's not the cutest. It's more the personality I'm talking about. That, that You're so <laughs> mean to me. Um, Just give me this on Valentine's Day. It's is, like the happiest so you, Valentine memory that I have. You won't say his name? I don't want to say his name. His first name was Michael, and that's all I'll say. So, Michael, I'm still thinking about all these years later. More importantly, did you guys become friends after that? Oh, or? no, we were good friends, but it wasn't like, he wasn't like my boyfriend or anything, but we would like sit together when we would watch movies and science and things like that, but we were in the fifth grade, like I was so, think about how awkward I am now as a 28 year old, and then take it all the way back to fifth grade. I, it was painful back then. I bet you were so smooth back then. I feel like you got worse over time. Are you kidding? <laughs> I was a huge loser. You could park a car between my two front teeth. Like I was, Whoa. like I was such a dork. So this was pre braces. Like not, not a good look for Taylor. Let me ask you this: Is Michael still single? Maybe this is like a Valentine's oh, Day. We should go look. If you and Michael, I feel oh like this God. is maybe a Valentine's Day like miracle. <laughs> Twenty years later, reconnect after after the initial Valentine. Now that your teeth are straight. <laughs> I shouldn't have ever said anything. I'm like so red right now. I'm sweating. We need to get some like investors <laughs> to go look for Michael and get you guys set up for a vet. We have, we're, we're filming this on Wednesday. So we have two days to find Michael and set you up for a beautiful Valentine's Day. Gift. I'm going to do my investigation after this. Oh my God. I'm so embarrassed. And on that note, we're going to end this. Thank you for listening. Happy Valentine's Day. And please pray Call for her me. Michael. Call her <laughs> this Michael. <is> bad. <laughs>